Today, we've got one of the most wide-ranging subject matter episodes ever, from Amazon strategies to teddy bears to crypto to dating advice, life hacks, networking, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Did you know that Amazon sometimes loses or damages some of your inventory? Usually, they reimburse you for this, but sometimes they might miss things. That's where Refund Genie comes in. What Helium 10's Refund Genie does is we go check out your reports and see if Amazon owes you any money, and then we give you the reports that you need to submit to Amazon so that you can get your money back. If you haven't run this, you could have hundreds if not thousands of dollars that Amazon might owe you, especially if you've never used this before and you sell a lot on Amazon. So to find out more information, go to h10.me forward slash Refund Genie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart e-commerce world. Uh, and we've got somebody from the other side of the world uh, today who I just actually met uh, a couple weeks ago in person, but, but he's about... 13 hours, uh, 13 hours, uh, plane flight away. But before I get started real quick, um, I need to do a ask, you know, they say, Hey, if you have a podcast, you're supposed to do this every episode. I I do it like once every like 30 episodes, but, uh, guys, I want you to do me a solid now and hook us up with a review. We have barely got reviews lately since I don't ask for this. So first of all, if you guys have an Apple podcast, the way you leave a review, if you're listening to this on an Apple podcast, just, you know, like hit your library, hit the Serious Sellers podcast on the regular podcast page. Go scroll to the very bottom. Just scroll to the bottom, guys, after the list of all the uh, podcasts and they'll say ratings and reviews. And it says tap to rate and you can even write a uh, message here. So, you know, shout out to um, Happy 28 who left a review says, I love this podcast. I've been listening for a year. Uh, Bradley's the coolest dude. All right. You know, your checks in the mail. Uh, happy 28. Uh, someday I want to thank him for the difference he made in my business. Uh, goodness gracious. Actually, seriously, that that's pretty cool. This is, this is why I do this guys uh, to see stuff like this. I love it. Um, but if you're listening on Spotify, the way that you leave review, I don't even know you could leave reviews until recently. Um, you would just be on the actual serious sellers podcast page. And then there's this like three little dots right here underneath, uh, the picture of me hit the three little dots and then hit rate show. You, you can't write a, a nice letter like uh, happy 28 just did, but just hit rate show. And then you can leave us a, a, a star rating. That's kind of like the Amazon one click uh, reviews. Um, the other thing I just want to quickly mention my upcoming schedule. Uh, I talked about how Joseph, we're going to talk about how I met Joseph just a few weeks ago in the Philippines. I'm going to be going back there. Uh, I'll be there on the 28th of this month for, or 29th for a couple days, uh, doing a meeting with some of my team. And, uh, you know, who knows, maybe if there's enough people around in the, the Manila area who want to hang out, we can do something. I'll also be going to the Berlin e-commerce expo a few days later. That is on May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo in Berlin. Uh, it's a free event. So just look up Google e-commerce Berlin. We're going to do like a little, uh, helium 10 social after that. 
you know, at a restaurant. So it'd be great to meet you guys in person. And then a few weeks after that, I'll be in Mexico, uh, themexicotrip.com hosted by by Tim Jordan. So make sure to check that out as well. Anyways, the, the really quick, the, the funny story about how I, I met Joseph in person. I just said how I was in the Philippines. Uh, we've been in this kind of like private um, Facebook private message group chat, you know, about like Amazon investors. And it started out mainly as people who were into like baseball cards and, and sports cards and things like that. And then the team was just bringing in different people in different areas of investments. And then, you know, he was always there. Um, and then in, in the group chat, I forgot what I said. I was like, Hey, I'm in the Philippines or something. He's like, where? And, and I said, Oh, I'm just right here in Pasay. That was actually where my, my mom was born. Um, but anyways, He's like, dude, I'm like 30 minutes away. And within two hours of that message, just completely randomly, there we were hanging out uh, in a restaurant uh, in a mall right there in the middle of the Philippines. So it's really cool how you know, how you meet people in this in this industry and how you're connected. But anyways, I'm glad I got to meet you. I found out a few things about you. And I'm like, oh, nope. I, I got to find out the rest of this stuff uh, in the podcast because uh, the, the, this guy has lived a pretty interesting life. Thanks, man. No, so, yeah, it's been super interesting. Where, 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 where did that life start? Where were you born and raised? So I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, pretty much been there all my life. And yeah, I think I'll just jump into my story. And I think like everybody else, you know, you start out of college and you're not really sure what you want to do. Funny enough, I was very shy right out of college, like super shy. I would look at the ground and just feel afraid, like if someone would come and talk to me and whatnot. And then I like you know, working on self-development. It actually started when I was working at Ally Financial. There was this executive who quit and he gave out a book called Life's Greatest Lessons. And I read that book and it was like a self-development book. And that kind of spiraled that whole start effect of um, just the whole journey of like trying to improve myself and be a different person. And then I stumbled across- This is after college that you read this? Yeah, yeah, after college. So I was like 23, 23. What what was your major in, in college? Business administration. I was very confused though, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I had something very, very similar. So, all right. So, so you, you majored in business administration. Well, what, what college did you go to? University of Texas at Dallas. University of Texas, Dallas. I've never heard of that. <laughs> man, you just like shame my, my poor school. <laughs> oh, like, like, like I, I always like, like I, there's a million University of Texas. I didn't know. I mean, it makes sense. There's a University of Texas yeah. house, but they must not have many sports teams or like very popular sports teams. No, they teams don't. They don't. Actually, you okay, know, there like go. that's the why number, I don't. That's they're like don't. the number one chess in the U.S. They're like number one. That's the kind of school you want to go to uh, <laughs> if you're trying to if you're trying to get an education. Not necessarily the, the ones that have the, the big basketball team. Anyways, all right. Business administration, you're out. You're like, ah, oh, man, what am I going to do? You read this book. Continue. Yeah, so I read that book and then it starts the process of like reading a ton more self-development books. And then I stumble across on a Facebook group some uh, some dude teaching Amazon. And so I was like, all right, sign me up. It was weird. I don't know how, why I was so ready to go. I paid him $5,000, like didn't even know this dude. And um, that first year, it was like 250000 in revenue when it came to retail and wholesale, wholesale specifically on, on Amazon. And then after that- So this was not two, private label. This was like no, just buying was, other people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was working with wholesalers. And then I jumped into private label because, you know, that's a whole talk. I was going to some mm-hmm. like Amazon events as well. Um, and trying to figure that out. And it's like so exciting. You can just imagine like when, when you first start entrepreneurship, I think every entrepreneur goes through this where it's like they love the energy. They love like the messaging of like, oh, you live your own life. You get to like 
you know, work as much as, as hard as you want and you make it as much as, you know, however hard you work and however smart you work. Um, and so it was just a really exciting time in my life, I remember. And it was cool that the steam and the momentum kind of was there. And then I started private label, started with a stuffed animal brand. What, what um, year were you talking about uh, uh, in your timeline right now? I think I was about 25 at this point. And I'm 30. No, no, I'm sorry. What, what year in, in the world? <laughs> 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 not what year in you I, I said what year in your lifetime but I like you know. in your I should have said in your lifetime what year was this at this time <laughs> um let, let's say 2016 or 17 okay 2016 right. or 17 and then I just started paying for all these masterminds man like ten thousand twenty thousand dollar masterminds and that was really exciting too and then I I sold the first business uh, sold that for about one hundred sixty thousand via Empire Flippers, and then, well, let's talk about how you built up that business a little bit, though. So, what was it? Did you say something about toys? Yeah, or yeah. bears a, or what was it? a stuffed animal, stuffed animal, stuffed animal PL brand on top of the wholesale, right? Oh, and I also got a merch by Amazon as well. This was like a, a mix of all three. Merch wait, wait, by Amazon. Uh, how, how did you on. did you design the shirts yourself, or did you outsource that, or no? Or I outsourced you just had the ideas, or. It. Okay. But funny story on that. Everybody was always like, oh, you got to pay like top quality and, you know, your pay equals the amount of quality and all this nonsense. I was only paying someone 50 cents per shirt <laughs> to design them, right? What was and, your uh, best selling shirt of all time? This this podcast wouldn't be PG if uh, if I mentioned it. So I'll, I'll mention the second one. <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> um, it was an anime shirt. It was an anime shirt. Something about otaku. Something about otakus. Okay. I don't remember what that means, but you know, when you're doing church, okay. you're researching every category. And I'll just say, you know, the weird stuff is what sells the most, right? So, yeah. Okay. So, uh, and then how, how did you build up that that um, teddy bear brand? Like, how, how did you even find that in the first place? You know, I, I know back in 2016, 2017, things were a lot different than they are they are now. But, it, you know, was this just some random idea you had in your head or, or you just saw, how did you find, how did you pinpoint this opportunity? Yeah, so personally, um, maybe a bit weird, but like I like stuffed animals myself and I like sleep with them. They're like better pillows for me. But it, mm -hmm. it's funny, if you look behind, you'll see, probably see a bunch. <laughs> so oh, I, was I like, thought that was a baby there, uh, <laughs> just randomly. It's not a baby, it's a no. stuffed animal. Okay. But yeah, it's like, I was like, oh, let me just do something that fits kind of like what I do. And so I made that. Mm -hmm. And um, like everybody else at first at that point, you know, you really struggle on that way of Amazon, you have to note that this is really early. So like, I think even at the time, Helium 10 wasn't very big in 2016. Mm -hmm. And so like, what I did was I just did PPC and then that didn't work. And I just shut off PPC and it just kind of sold organically like to a day. It was like $10 a profit per. And my first big success came from a stuffed animal bean bag. And that bean bag, I only saw one of them on the market. And being a noob seller at the time, I hit jackpot with that. Like it sold 50 a day at like $20 a profit per with no joke, a Samsung galaxy S three phone. Like the photos were so bad. <laughs> if, if you remember the Samsung galaxy th uh, three, it's like a yep. really, really bad phone. That, that, that was when that's how I know when I got into Amazon, the very first product that the company I was working for was selling was a Samsung galaxy S three phone case along with the galaxy note 2 oh, wow. which happened to be the, the phone at, uh, at that time but so yep our our our, our journeys kind of started around the, <laughs> the similar time there yeah 
So yeah, I took a photo like of the product, blurry as heck, and uploaded it on Amazon, and it started selling. And I was like, this is weird. So I ran out of stock. Three months later, I think I ordered 2,000 units more. Got in a stock, sold 50 a day, $20 per unit, and um, profit. And then I went out of stock again. <laughs> and then it was another three months. And then shipped in 2,000 more, and then sold out instantly. And then... Uh, at what point do you say, hmm, maybe I should probably order more than 2,000 <laughs> if I'm consistently out of stock for... For three months. Guys, if, 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 this is not yes. a master class on inventory management, um, as you can see here. My you got to imagine some people start at different states in life, right? Like oh, okay, okay. When I was like 20, 22, 23, I was mega shy and I had to work through that barrier. I went through during mm. that time as well. Like I went, I went back to college. My company was paying for it. I went to every single event possible. I was like, I got to figure out how to be more social and like figure this stuff out. Yep. Yep. Um, and so like. I was everywhere, man. Like looking back, I'm like, wow, that was really, really dumb. <laughs> like, I think I could have hit think, a million dollars. Uh, a lot of people are of- thinking about that too. But hey, <laughs> you, you had some success. But uh, <laughs> but they're like, hey, this dude sleeps with stuffed animals, so I don't know what we can. <laughs> nah, hey, I, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I still have the same stuffed animals in my collection that I did when I was younger. Some of these probably I could probably sell for a, a lot of money. So guys, don't don't hate on him for that. It's all good. <laughs> Hey man, they're really comfy pillows. If if anything, I'd be like, dude, you got a one shaped pillow, and I got a multi shaped conforming to how I sleep pillow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So you you're building this company up now. Now I'm just curious because it sounds like this timeline. When you sold this business, was it around 2018? Yeah, I sold it in 2018. I don't remember. Okay, the exact so 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 age. here's my question. You know, this whole thing about buying it, you know, aggregators and selling. I know you didn't do an aggregator, but you know, selling businesses. That's kind of like the last two years where, where that's really become you know yeah. hot. How in the world did it come to your mind in 2017, you know, end of 2017 or whatever? Oh, well, let me exit this business when nobody else was, was doing something like that. So, you know, this is like a really whole huge topic, but it's like I've realized through, I'm going to digress a little bit. I've realized that through my entrepreneurial journey, I've met so many different entrepreneurs of different fields. And what I've realized is like, when you start entrepreneurship, you're trying to figure things out, right? It's exciting. And maybe you do things that may not even align with your ethics. It may not align with your personality and your skills and your gifts. And I really believe that Amazon was never something that like was my gift. And so at the time, I had already dealt with that. I didn't know it, but I could feel inside the annoyance when I would work and do Amazon stuff and handle certain assets of that business, aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand this at the time, right? So for me, it was just like, oh, I hate this. Like, I don't, I don't want to work on this. And it was that feeling. And I'm like, you know what? I think, I think it's time to like sell it and start something anew. And I also felt like as I was growing okay. in that two years that I could do better. And actually, it's that thought that kind of screwed me over for the next thing. But it was like, if I started fresh, I wouldn't go through all the mess of the unorganization of what I was doing. And so I sold that business. And then I started six figure, uh, like you said, six figure uh, exit. Yeah, on right? Empire Flippers. Okay. Um, and, and then what, what? What do you do at that? Did you have a plan for what you were going to do with that check, or, or uh, <laughs> did you just like kick back for a while, or what? What happened there? I feel like there's another learning lesson, which is the whole money management and risk management. But like, mm-hmm. I just I uh, I wanted to do world travel, so I did a country a month. I visited like Colombia, and you know I think man, there's so many like things I'd love to talk about, but like 
so many coincidences happen in life. It's really weird. But in Columbia, I met a lot of really cool people there and, and led to so many other things from the people I met there. But anyway, I went to a country month at the time and I was just you know, trying to start a new Amazon business. Uh, very stupidly, I got, I think, too cocky where it's like, I was like, man, I'm going to crush this next business. So I launched 30 products in a single year by myself as a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. I was working like 14 hours a day or 12 hours a day. It was insane. You know, you just go to WeWork early and then you pretty much leave when all the ACs are like off and it's, there's nobody there and it's dark. It's like 12 Mm. (laughs) a.m. And um, that was just a huge mistake, man. Like the problem is, is it's just too much products and there's no risk management and there's no money management. And it was too much for one person to handle. And I was still being told like, hey, you need to like hire and delegate and learn that. And I don't know why I never, never like broke that, that issue. But um. I mean, did, did any were were any of these products successful? I mean, thirty. You had to have had a couple that 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 were okay. I'm sure actually, you had plenty that say, weren't. But I would say a lot were successful. Actually, it's okay. just the problem is, you know, I think all Amazon sellers know this. You may have a product that works really well, but when you go out of stock for a few months, you get really hurt, and mm-hmm. you got to re jumpstart it. And at the time, look, don't judge me, but like search find buy was a thing, right? Um, Nothing wrong with so that. Yeah, that was that was working really well. Um, but it, it costed a lot, right? So, yeah. you know, you just imagine a really dumb, happy entrepreneur <laughs> being like, I have a lot of money. I'm going to launch a ton of products. I'm hit a million this year. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I did. Did you, ever, did you ever hit the seven figures? I did. In, in one year calendar year? Okay. I didn't. I did sell like some big months, right? But like, mm-hmm. You can just imagine the costs of having to do all these SFBs, right? And um, yeah. staying on top of it was not easy. Um, but I did have some products that worked. And overall, what I realized is I wanted to do something that actually meant a difference. And so like my current product, it's I don't want to share it. But um, basically, it's it actually helps people. And I, I still get orders from schools, which they'll buy like 200 units of sometimes. It's a super low profit product. But I mean like... I'm still going to keep the business just because of that genre of products. And I'm actually going to launch more, um, but I don't really have time. So I've kind of passed that on to the wife to fully handle. I don't really touch that business anymore. But So yeah, how many products are left then that, that are still active from all these those ones that you were starting over the, the last so three, four years? Four. There's four. And actually, okay. it would have been a few more. It's just like I had a weird infringement claim that was completely BS. And then I had one that asked for um, my QC, the the ASTEM and CPC stuff, which I had already provided. And somehow they just didn't accept it this time. And I, I even had it done, like paid for the own. For, for children's products, you need to pay for a special certification or something like that, right? And have it tested. So I even had it tested, but somehow... Something happened there, and then another product was an actual infringement um, that I wasn't aware of, and I still couldn't find. But it seemed like it was very legit, and so like I had some of these issues too, just like every other seller. And I think even I'm like everywhere, but last year as well, right? You had that whole inventory issue, and that kind of killed like two products because mm-hmm. there's just major inventory issues with that. But I it would have been a lot nicer, right, if I stayed on top of quite a lot of stuff but anyway it's four products right now now now, now this one that you've stuck with or or, or the, the, these few you know that that you you mentioned is 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 kind of like a fulfilling you know kind of product because of schools and things like 
was this one that you just randomly, you know, found the through the traditional ways of product research where there was, you know, low demand and it just so happened that I was like, oh, wow, th- th- this is something that's good for for kids or something. Or, or was this something from like the beginning? You're like, hey, I, th- this is my I want to make a difference to the world product. I mean, there, there's no wrong answer here. I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I, I'm super well aware of actually where this question is going, because I think that's a question that almost all sellers have. Right. It's like you try to figure out how you, you do product research. I've tried so many different ways. You know, I've tried tools, I've tried all these other things. This one was um, one of my favorite methods of product research was just looking at products on Amazon, right? And then like checking the stores and looking what else they sell and just massively looking. Mm -hmm. And I think if I remember correctly, I found this product through that. Um, And I was like, wow, this product actually really makes sense to me. And so, you know, I designed it in a different way. I was researching quite heavily into the teaching methods that it was talking about and, um, and then I, I did that product and it felt good too, right? It's like, I'd rather make something that makes a difference. And some of the products that actually worked, I was like number one on the word bubble guns for some time mm-hmm. um, with that last business. And that was really cool. But it was just a product that I think was trending, you know, and I, I kept going on a stock too. But um, yeah, so that was the, the way I did it for product research. So, so when you say low profit, like what are we talking like, you know? 10% or what's low to you for a profit so margin? The, the product costs $2 and the profit is $2. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Well, well, hey, I want this to be a lesson to, to, to people out there too. You know, sometimes, you know, yes, a lot of us are, are in this, um, you know, for money and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, you're not, we're not here as a charity. You know, I'm, I'm not here to donate to, to Jeff Bezos, you know, money or, or, or things like that. So you, you, a lot of people say, hey, this is my my, my living. But if you're already making a living uh, elsewhere through other Amazon products or or from other jobs, you know, Amazon doesn't always have to be just like, oh, this is just going to be 100 percent source of my only income. You know, like you can work on passion products. You know, so I, I don't hear that enough uh, in the industry where, where people say something like that, like, hey, I, I'm doing this product because it's it's making a difference uh, or things. You know, some of you guys might not realize it or it might sound cliche or something, what Joseph said a little bit ago. But yeah, you know, sometimes the feeling you get when you get a message, like like I literally read that message, you know, Joseph is here looking at me. Like I literally read that review that I had not read. And it's like, there's a, mo- there's a moment there. I didn't tear up or anything. I'm not like that. But so I'm like, oh shoot, that's kind of like, that, that's kind of awesome that this person, you know, uh, said that. That's how it can be with like your Amazon product. You know, like sometimes we forget that at the end of the day, there's thousands of people using our product. So that's like a ama- amazing, fulfilling feeling in itself, you know, like Joseph thinking that he's kind of sleeping with thousands of people because there's his teddy bears. No, that, that didn't sound right. But uh, anyways, as I, as I was saying, <laughs> the teddy bears that he sleeps You're with. Gone but, wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but anyways, the, the point is like he, he's got this product. Maybe for some of us, if we're just trying to run like a super profitable Amazon business, we might have cut this product, you know, $2 profit, you know, per unit. You know, this isn't that great. But that, guys, you know, th- think about it. If it's something you're passionate about or something that gives you that fulfilling feeling, sometimes that's that's more powerful than a $4 per unit, you know, uh, profit. And so just, just, just keep that in mind. So I'm assuming, you know, obviously you're, you're not supporting your family on, on a slow, slower moving product with $2 profit. What, what was your other, you know, income, um, uh, at this time or, or, or was it all, all your Amazon products has been your income when you start, when you're doing this? Dude, there was none. So that was actually a really hard point in my life. It was actually one of the hardest when it came to financially, right? Because I had rode this wave of like having money, spending, there was a mastermind I even spent 80K on. It was the best I ever spent on. But like, you know, it went from like, oh no, like I'm actually in a place where I could, 
be hurting really badly financially. And that did happen actually. Um, and so it was a super low moment for me where uh, I had just realized that pretty much burned like $200,000 on this Amazon business. And, you know, even to this day, there's like probably $30,000 worth of goods in China that I was just like, you know what, I've already fully paid for it, but I'm not going to ship it. And I don't think I'm ever going to continue it because, you know, cash flow wise, and it didn't make sense to spend another 20000 to ship all this product. And so anyway, it hurt really bad financially um, for me. And it, yeah, it's just weird. I, I might I buy that stuff from you. Uh, let me know if it's just sitting there. You know, <laughs> I, I always can use new new uh, new sandboxes to play with just to do experiments. But anyways, uh, continue. How do you know it's a sandbox? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> it actually is, which is funny. But anyway. Are you serious? <laughs> It's destiny that that becomes a new Helium 10 sandbox. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, <laughs> that's actually really funny that you like literally said what it is. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> no, but you know, like I transitioning the story and I don't really want to because mm-hmm. I want to talk more about Amazon, but it was in that yeah. time that I was like, all right, time to YOLO going to crypto and then crypto tank too. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, I'm... <laughs> I was like, don't okay, get me started. I, like, uh, I was very, very late to crypto, and, and I, I'm not really. I can't say that I'm into it. And this was before you were in that group. But uh, you know, I, I love them, so I, I can call them out. Um, um, there was a time where I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to go into it. And branding was like, hey, you guys got to buy this Santa coin. Like, the Santa coin's amazing. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I dropped two thousand dollars into this thing because Brandon Young was like was like, you know, this is the most amazing coin in the history of coins. And um, it's now worth $17. Uh, so, yeah, Brandon, stick to the, the inner circle there. because uh, <laughs> your, your crypto advice sucks. <laughs> nah, but, but yeah, I, I, hey, I don't know. Crypto is not for me, but if, if, you, if, you can, if you can get, you know, if you know what you're doing and you had time for it, which like, you know, somebody like you, which I want to find out a little bit about, then I, it, it is actually, it is actually pretty good. But anyways, let's keep talking here. So you started slowly transitioning away from, from, from Amazon, you know, turning some of that stuff over to your wife. And then how did you invest in crypto if you didn't, if you, you, your cash flow was still kind of uh, questionable at this point? Uh, there are so many branching stories. One of the biggest mistakes I made was like, I bought land with the family. It was like a million dollars worth of land. Um, long story short, we ended up losing some money on it, but I did get some of the money back finally. Um, so that was like a cash influx too. Uh, and then I dumped that into crypto. <laughs> okay. So it's like that I can mention the first numbers, but I can't mention the final, but like that hundred thousand dollars went to like twenty thousand, and you have to note that the Amazon business is still bleeding. Um, it was still bleeding at the time from mistakes that kind of carried over. So I got into a situation where I was like, "Oh my god, like I'm really screwed." And that feeling when you first feel it is not easy. Seeing a hundred thousand go to twenty thousand because of crypto specifically, it's different. I yeah. think when it's Amazon because your brain classifies it differently and it's already learned how to numb mm. it. But in this case, this was not known for me. So um, I, I could not sleep for some nights at that time. Um, I do have a faith. Uh, I don't want to go too much into that talk. But like there was a time when I was like, all right, I need to like fast and pray. And that really helped a lot. But um, like 
after that point was when I was like, I pivoted a bit. And I don't know if it's like that entrepreneurship instinct and the risk tolerance instinct that I have, but I was like, I'm going to join a trading, a technical analysis like course. And I joined one, it was $250 a month. And that's um, like a bargain compared to all these masterminds uh, yeah, you, you were putting money yeah. into. And um, I, I started learning and I learned training psychology and I started getting into, you know, like really learning how to trade right. And from that, I, that 20,000 did fairly well. Um, and so that was a really cool thing too, to see is that like, wow, you know, this is something really cool to do. And, um, and then as things kind of went along, like someone hit me up and was like, Hey, you know, join a, join a game company. And I'm like, as a kid, I I've been an added gamer and I've always wanted to create a game. So I was like, I'm all in. And I stopped literally everything. (laughs) And so Mm. became co-founder working at like 70 hours a week and um, unpaid as a co-founder while everybody else is paid. And that's been thankful to, to crypto to kind of help with that part of it. Um, not that I'm super liquid by any means. But yeah, so then that was a different journey. Now, gaming company, this is like a like a, an online gaming company or what kind of a company are you guys doing? So it's, a, it's basically a game studio. Um, we've basically been hiring from top companies like Riot Games, uh, Decentraland, which is Mana, um, Ubisoft, Amazon, EA, uh, just a bunch of companies. Like the person backing this is, uh, he has to remain anonymous, but he's part of a really big crypto VC. And so he's, he's okay. And um, he's been funding it for us. And that's just been really amazing is to allow this dream to come true and um, see how different you know, this startup world is from Amazon and also realizing like, oh, you know what? I can do things that I'm actually good at, that I enjoy and where I can work 70 hours a week and still feel good, like still feel great about what I'm doing, not feel burned out. And that was a really interesting shift because, you know, when I was doing that for Amazon, you do feel burnout. And yeah, like you can train yourself to be productive and you can train yourself to change your state mentally where it's like, okay, I'm feeling burnout. Let me just go take a walk. But you, st- it still is there, right? And you, it's not like you're, I love this. You know what I mean? Um, but that transition for me was just a really interesting thing. And it, it was beautiful too, because it was like, wow, like what I do actually makes a difference and affects even a company where there's employees from really top companies. And so that was a really cool um it's been a cool experience for me and it's been a huge learning lesson too along the way, along with its own emotional journeys. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, um, what's, what's the future? You know, what, what do you, what's your, you know, one, two, five year goals? Uh, are you, are you pretty much all in on this company? Like, Hey, this is, this is my, I'm not just going to you know do this for a year and then move on. This is, this is like a, my new career for the next five, 10 years. So, Really nice questions, by the way. But um, for me, it's I want to make this company work. That may be a year, that may be two years, that may be three years. I don't know how long. I'm hoping a year, right? I'm hoping that in a year we can really make it go really well and then sell it. And that would be amazing to do an exit in that kind of way. And I'm sure people hmm. know that when you have a crypto business, it's a lot different. There's more money there. And the way it works is just different as well. But I've always had a calling for like, knowing certain parts of what I want to do in my life. Um, and creating a game was one of the dreams. And so it's so weird to me how it's coming true. Like 
It's super weird. Um, another one is I'd love to create my own restaurant one of these days. I'm a huge foodie. And so like, I feel like most people just don't understand food and they don't understand how to make an experience for someone emotionally to go through from entrance of a restaurant to eating it. And like even the sizes and the portions and maybe it's just me, right? But sometimes when you get the mixture food, it's like, that's annoying. Like, can't you figure out a way where you can present it really nice and have it already mixed? Um, anyway, so that's another dream. But that's that's like a short-term dream. And then there's a overarching really big dream of mine, which is I really want to create something that can help a lot of people in some form or way. And I haven't figured out exactly how to do this. When I was younger, I was like, oh, create my own university. It's kind of a really dumb, like, way to approach it. I, I know there's going to be a really unique angle that I'm going to figure out. And the hope is that this crypto gaming company does super well. The exit is very big. And um, then use that to just figure out how I can affect people in a way that really works. I've had my own share of like doing the Amazon coaching at some point, which really bad decision. Like, I don't think I was qualified for sure from all the people I charged. But um, yeah, but I think everything is a learning lesson along the way, um, for sure. Like even, I'm going to digress barely, but like, it's been cool seeing just like the wife where she is making like $300 a month at 20 years old. And you know, like for Filipinos, that's kind of a lot. And then Mm -hmm. teaching her graphic design in a single year and being able to help her through her growth, where she's now making a minimum of like 2000 a month doing graphic design for Amazon listing stuff. Um, This month, I think she's gonna do like 4000. But, you know, it's really interesting and cool how I get to see that. And, you know, through the years, I've also been getting these messages from the people I did coach, where it's like, hey, if I, I got this yesterday, it was like, hey, if you didn't, you know, teach me Amazon, I wouldn't have gone into doing copywriting as an agency. And that agency is doing very well. And so, you know, messages like that through the years, they come through and that's just been a really beautiful thing. And that there's just such an enjoyment, and I know everybody's different, but there's such an enjoyment for me to be able to help and progress people in that way. And so I just got to figure out how do I do that in a really big way where maybe you don't charge people at first. It's something where you show some value and then when it makes sense and it's a win-win that you do some kind of charge, right? I'm kind of going too much like being very nerdy into the whole course stuff, but I don't really like how the whole course stuff kind of Didn't works. did you have and- a course uh, of like how to how to pick up on women or something like, <laughs> something like that? Uh, I swear I saw something like that on your Facebook. <laughs> no, I actually, so. That I was just like, advice you were giving yeah, in a long yeah, yeah. post. So. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Which is actually, that's unique in itself. Like you said, you're like somebody who was like super, super shy, you know, way back in the day. And then now all of a sudden you're giving dating advice. So you, yeah. you definitely, uh, you know, teaches you, you, you can be anything you want to be, I guess. Huh? I actually feel like I would crush it if I was a dating coach, because I just feel like the way that these coaches are trying to teach you is technique based. And that doesn't make sense. It's like with entrepreneurship, like why do people just... It's like, oh, Amazon's the way. And it's like, no, like if your brain doesn't really operate in the way that would make you a killer at Amazon, like why would you choose to do Amazon as your entrepreneurship thing? Or it's like with pickup, it's like, oh, you shouldn't text girls a lot. It's like, dude, I I spam people. Like that's just what I do. I text spam. Um, and I'm not with, sure about this advice, guys. <laughs> well, uh, keep well, going, keep up, going. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> so with girls, the thing is, is like, you just have to be you. And it was just that that realization. And there's deeper parts to it, right? But me, I'm a texter. So I spammed 
all the time. And girls thought it was annoying. But for some reason, they, they like knew it was congruent to me. And they were somehow like attracted to that. So I was getting like a date a day at one point. And okay. Yeah, it was like, it was wild. And it was just like, whoa, I can just be me. I'd always show a picture of a teddy bear. Um, and like, you know, I'd always be the weird me and I just amplify it. <laughs> and then they, they loved it, you know? And it's like, I think as long as you just be you and it's bold and it's confident and it's yeah. still understanding in a way where it's like, you're still, you're not being rude, right? It's not like, oh, I'm just going to be me. I, yeah, I like yeah, slapping women yeah. like I'm going to do it. That's weird. But like, if you're yeah. weird and you're quirky or you're nerdy and you love baseball cards, of course, don't spam the conversation of baseball cards, right? But like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that'd also be weird if you're just like, oh, I love baseball cards. You're talking about baseball cards the whole time. She's going to be like, maybe, maybe she'll be polarized by the fact that you're so, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, so anyway, that was something that I realized just be me. And there's a lot of deeper like things that. to that. But yeah. I mean, that that sounds like, you know, indirectly, uh, that's, that's kind of been your, your your kind of life mantra there, you know, going through these yeah. different businesses. It's like, you know, and that's why you're, you, uh, you, you ended up in a place where you probably never thought, you know, you could be like, you know, in, so, in something that was your passion, but it's like, you know, it's not like, you know, that, that's like some people who are like, oh, I want to be an astronaut one day. Yeah, it's nice to, to but it's probably not going to happen. Like, hey, you yeah. know, growing up, like, oh, I, I want to be, you know, uh, an executive at, at a multi-million dollar gaming company. It's like, oh, it's great. It's, you know, it's, it's nice to think about like, ah, it's not going to happen, but you you made it happen. So I, I'm out of curiosity, you know, um, a lot of people are, you know, wondering, you know, what's going on with crypto, NFTs, is this something I should do? My, my personal advice is, hey, you know, hey, if something you're passionate about, like Joseph, you know, go, go ahead and do it. But then uh, I'm, you know, what, what about just a typical Amazon seller? Like, hey, maybe I don't want to do this, you know, get into cryptos or stuff uh, full time. Is there some, there's a lot of in, um, uh, kind of curious people out there, like, like I was, is, is there a way just to like, you know, maybe dabble in it uh, where it's not going to be too much? Risk? I mean, obviously, anything to do with with crypto there's risk of course i think hopefully everybody understands that but just just so i can see like hey maybe i can make some money maybe not but at least i could see if this is for me like if i'm that kind of person um like like me like like what would you suggest and it's not go get two thousand dollars of santa coin but (laughs) what what would it be okay so i've actually had um i'd say at least 27 to nine figure sellers hit me up on crypto stuff. And what I've seen is every single one of them has dropped off. No joke. Um, Every single Hmm. one that I helped. And that's just to say that like crypto has a really hard learning curve. And I think you have to understand that is that it's, there's so much going on. It's like learning Amazon, but five different Amazons because there's a field for everybody. There's DeFi where you can earn like 20% APY on a stable coin. And to most people, that just seems absurd. Um, and then you have like NFTs. And then there's different types of NFTs. There's gaming NFTs. There's PFPs, profile pictures. There's NFTs that are passes now for events. Um, I just bought a Permis blockchain event, which is for permissionless. It's a VIP one. And it went from one ETH to six ETH. That's a ton of money. Um, I had mm-hmm. to hold it because I actually... I'm going to go to that event. But um, yeah, so like you have so many different areas. You have blockchains, you have DGEN coins, like those really tiny market cap coins. And so it's a whole different world and it can fit someone's personality. But for them to try that, they have to go through this mirage of like so many different things. And so that's the confusing part. I think if someone wants to start, right, there's a few things that I think they have to get 
attune with. And the first one is the whole risk management stuff. And so maybe to play with in the best possible way would be allocating money that you truly are okay with losing and starting with actually using the blockchains. So Avalanche, Terra, Ethereum, Bitcoin, right? And spending that money to actually try to use MetaMask and figure out what it is and see if this makes sense to you from a uh, alternative currency standpoint. And then you might go a little degen when you have enough money and it's like, let me figure out what's this stuff on NFTs. Let me mint it. And let me look how the price changes and goes up. And let me understand the hype and join the discords and see what all the hype is about and get a feeling for like what kind of people are in crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's already two different, like completely different worlds for the record. Blockchains, you have like very serious people. If you ever join those Discord channels, right? Or like the Telegram channels, you have very like, oh, this blood, they're going to talk in this crazy lingo where it's like L2 and L1s and protocols and layers and uh, all this stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's, it's great. Or maybe you just want to find a different way where it's like, I need to diversify my investments and I want to go with stable coins and I want to find a farm that isn't 400% APY, something that's super stable, maybe Gemini, Gemini and just do the 8% USDC um, interest rate of 8%, which is way more than any other bank. And you just decide to start with that, right? So there's a lot of ways to do this. Um, It would depend. I know I'm not giving you an exact answer, right? But it would really depend on the type of person who wants to get into crypto if you're trying to degen in and you want the fun and the excitement and the gamble then it's like dude just put some money in metamask and dump it into these like um s coins um poo poo coins i don't know if i'm allowed to cost on this but you dump it into those poo coins mm-hmm. and you watch it like tank 80 percent like santa coin or yep. or you watch it go up by like a thousand x and you know yeah. it's like it's fun but I've seen different types of people enjoy different types of things. And so that answer really just depends real quick. Let, let, let me bring it back home real quick. Um, you, you're, you're, you're living in the, in the Philippines. So probably, you know, like when somebody wants to get somebody else's uh, attention, it, it's not, Hey, it's so we, I, I coined that to TST and we call that here on this show, the 32nd tip. So I want to know what a couple of your are um you know it could be a you know a 30 second strategy that's uh you know about amazon it's about merch it's it's about dating i mean it's about crypto it's about anything that you think is kind of unique but that you can say and you know i'm not going to keep it to 30 seconds like maybe one minute or less um l- let's do a couple of your your best uh, strategies that that you really think can be actionable for for people listening out there got it so when it comes to mentorship one of, I think, the most amazing techniques that you can do, and this will work for even nine-figure people, you literally meet them at an event, you say hi, you get whatever, like maybe you ask them for like advice, right? You follow up and you literally take action on that advice and cool, they may not respond and most people get so dejected from that. All you have to do is literally keep updating them on your life, like, and you're going to get this person as an acquaintance, mentor, friend, whatever. Imagine this. If you're, a, I've met a lot of famous people in my life. And um, it's like if you go to a UFC gym and there's a famous UFC fighter there, if you show up every single day, they're going to notice you. And they're going to be like, hmm, I know this person. This person's always working hard. He's always here. And then you're going to be able to get to know that person, right? In the same way, 
Like this space is so big. There's so many people who drop off. If you see a nine figure seller and you hit them up and you get to know them, it, it can be online. It can be on Facebook, right? You could just comment. And then you update this person on your life, on how you're progressing on Amazon, whatever the, the path is, right? I guarantee you, even if they don't respond, it doesn't matter. You just keep updating them. Guess what's going to happen? Maybe a year later, you're going to jump on a call. Maybe a month later, you jump on a call. So that's that for, for the whole mentorship. And I know that's a whole thing. Um, when it comes to dating, I think like one of the most powerful things I've seen is when you lock eyes with another girl or guy, whatever it is, right? And mm-hmm. the stare goes longer. If, the sta- if you can keep your like looking at that girl in her eyes and you keep that and she's keeping it, it's an instant in. Like it's an instant, you know, attraction is there naturally because it'd be weird for another girl and guy to just lock eyes and, and stare that long, right? It's one of the mm-hmm. most powerful indicators that there is out there that I've seen. Um, what else? I think for for Amazon, what I've realized is uh, there's a few, th- I would just say like Brandon Young's inner circle, but like one of the things I found oh, is- by, by the way, I'm just picturing in my mind right now at the uh, Sell and Scale Summit, which is the big Amazon event we're doing uh, later this year with with Gary Vee and others, which I hope you, you can you know make it out here. But all of a sudden, there's all these Amazon sellers staring at each other's eyes just all over the place. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they must have listened to Joseph's episode right now. Okay, I see what's going on. I don't know why that, that picture came into my head right now, but- I love it's it. When you, it's when you accidentally lock eyes, right? It's not like it's not like you're looking okay, at him. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, you hear that's that weird. accidentally, so don't do it on purpose. All right, continue with your your third and last one here. <laughs> oh my! I can imagine someone misunderstanding this information. Every single girl. All these creepers! All of a sudden, these dang Amazon sellers just keep staring at me. What, what the heck, man? <laughs> oh my god, that would be so weird. Uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. You know what? You, you okay, did too. You know that was good. Hey, hey, you know that was good last enough. One, last one. Last one. Okay. No. Product, go ahead. Go ahead. Productivity hack. Right. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I think Asians. We love beating ourselves up. We're like, oh my god, I'm so unproductive for the day, and then you hate on yourself, and you feel like garbage, and you're like, Ugh. and then you worry, like, how do I get better at productivity? I would say this is the easiest, quickest hack ever. You go to a bodybuilding gym, and you commit to doing that for your workouts naturally you are around people who are high productive, like especially in workouts, right? And that's going to inspire you. And you always hear like your top five people, blah, blah, blah. It's like influences really matter. And so if you go to a bodybuilding gym, naturally you see people who are really working hard and that leaves an imprint on the mind. And you can start with that. You may not have the ability to be productive. Um, And then naturally, like you go there for a year, you get infected and that process begins to start. Um, and you also have your subconscious mind helping you where it's like, when you think of something, it, it just naturally happens a few years later. And then lastly, a shameless plug. Um, I don't know if this is okay, but like, uh, warrior week is something that Garrett J white runs. It was the mastermind that changed me so greatly when it came to like past traumas, not feeling like others loved me, wanting approval, like all these things. It, it, it really solved it for me, man. Like I get nothing for sharing this. Like it's just, it really left value in my life and everybody I've ever met through that, um, were greatly affected. And it's like, it's just something to look at. I know he's very hard and he's very, um, he's very, you got to get past the fact that he's like very strong about who he is. But anyway, Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty much it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So now, you know, people want to find you to follow you on the interwebs out there. Maybe they're like, Hey, this guy's on his way to nine figures for sure. And I'm going to 
talk about my life on on his threads here and, and follow his own advice here. How, how can we find you out there? My Facebook. I would just say my Facebook works. Um, I think the the ending tag is the T H E Joseph Wang, J O S E P H W N G T H E, the Joseph Wang. I think that's my Facebook tag. Facebook Facebook dot com slash the Joseph Wang. Awesome. Well, I hope um, I I hope you know you are back in the in the states maybe in September and can come come to that event. It'd be great to see you in uh in person um again. Uh, any of you else out there? Hey, make sure to come. You want to meet uh see Gary V in person? H10.me forward slash S3 as a sale and scale summit in September. Anyways, Joseph, this has been one of the you know farthest reaching uh, conversations I've had in a while. So I, I love it on here. We, we talked about anything and everything. Who thought you would do? Uh, we, we we on the Serious Lovers podcast. We talk about uh, crypto and dating and teddy bears and everything <laughs> in between. I love it, Joseph. Wish you the the best of success with your uh, new ventures, and uh, we'll definitely be keeping in touch. Awesome, man. Thank you.